My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. This week's episode of the Oddscast is all about the NHL playoffs. The first round has been set, and we thought it was a good idea to have on Sachin Dave Shandon, who is one of my old WRSU Rutgers buddies back when we did college radio, now covers NHL for ESPN. It was a really good conversation with him as he goes through and projects the first round. We also brought back Bobby Graber, who was actually pretty good in the uh, the first when when the initial actually. playoffs. Yeah, actually, when the <laughs> yeah, when you the, sound so surprised when the uh, when the NHL playoffs uh, were announced to begin, he had some good picks, and he's got some good picks again now. So uh, we'll, we're going to do back to back interviews first with Satch. Ass to ass. Asked to ask with Sachin Dave Shandon uh, from ESPN and Bobby Graber from uh, Free Agent uh, to be determined, I guess. But it was a good interview, both of them. So NHL starts today. Got some good content for you. Hope you guys enjoy. And now the Oddscast welcomes on Sachin Dave Shandon. We have from ESPN. Satch, it's great to hear from you, former WRSU Rutgers connection. You're on to bigger things at ESPN now, but good to see you. How are you doing? I'm great. It's great to be on the show with you guys. Uh, Dom and I go way back. I was his spotter the fir- very first time he called a football game. Very true. And now <laughs> it's up in the air. Football. <laughs> yeah, now it's up in the air on whether that's actually going to be a thing. Uh, that was way before the big 10 years in Rutgers, though. Satch, you were on the i guess the the first round pr- predictions i guess this is before the first round the qualifying and the opening round matchup predictions you were the only espn contributor on that article to have predicted the canadians uh, great first just before we get into the predictions um about the just style of play have you what were you thinking going into the nhl playoffs like did you foresee any type of game you know play that was going to change did you think guys were going to come out rusty and what has changed since you've seen five games you know pretty much close to five games a piece for each team okay so um, my talk a little bit about thought that. going into it is my thought going into it was that a lot of teams a lot of veteran teams a lot of teams dealing with injuries are going to have a chance to have fresh legs coming in I was expecting it to be quite fast-paced, and this is where I got it totally wrong. I thought there were going to be a lot of goals earlier, but when they, the teams were playing the first exhibition matches, mm-hmm. and then I'd say for most of the first-round series, the unders were hitting, which caused me to pause and think about it. I'm glad you mentioned the Canadiens because it's kind of a cliche in like hockey social media that a well-rested Carey Price – is yeah. get, like can steal any game. And so I didn't want to say that I was writing the cliche, but like the odds on them making it, to, the odds on them getting past Pittsburgh and then the odds of them going to the cup were too good to pass up for a team that I did not believe was an easy out. And they were a team that struggled quite a bit going down the stretch. So um, you, you hit the Canadian Stanley Cup as well too? It was too good. It was worth throwing a flyer on. So... Ah. I mean, if in, my main bet on this is I, 
before the playoffs started, I thought it was going to be Tampa. They mm-hmm. were my they were my cup final. They were my cup champion pick. Nikita Kucherov is my Con Smythe pick, but. I figure I'd play around with some of the longer odds. I think Vancouver has potential to be a giant killer. They mm-hmm. beat a Minnesota team that was more solid than they get credit for because they have such an aging core, but their second line is usually pretty good. And I think Vancouver is a tough out. Montreal, as I mentioned, they're a tough out. And they're matched up against Philadelphia, I believe. Yeah, who who could be like a weak number one seed. And that's kind of the interesting thing about that round robin play, uh, you know, with the top four teams is that, you know, Tampa Bay, if they win that game, I think it was Saturday night against Philadelphia, they're the number one seed. Now Tampa, and I guess we'll start in the Eastern Conference. You talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I personally am, and I, Joe, you had bet this last night, yeah, putting, putting on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the. You uh, said the Lakers, and I was in. <laughs> well, I, I, in order to get Joe to bet the NHL, I had to put in an NBA uh, parlay. <laughs> so I was like, why don't we do a bubble parlay, a bubble playoff parlay? We'll do the Lightning and the Lakers. But I think the Lightning are the best team, and I think they're the deepest team. And I'm actually kind of happy they lost that game against the Flyers because their odds actually jumped from about plus six fifty to win the Cup to I think it's around seven fifty eight hundred now. But they're, they face off against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who beat them last season in the playoffs, completely stifled their offense. And Columbus kind of did the same thing to Toronto, which I was very shocked and surprised with how deep and talented that team is, at least um, offensively, that they weren't really able to get anything going um, except for that game four comeback. And I think it was game two they won or game one they won. Um, but what's your take on the Lightning? And do you think they have a – a little bit of a roadblock ahead with the Columbus Blue Jackets here in the first round. I will say I was not expecting Columbus to be this good. As you guys saw in the ESPN piece, I picked Toronto to yeah. actually win that matchup. I was wrong. Uh, Tampa, they're my cup final pick, so I do have to stay with them. My biggest cause for concern is their injuries. Stamkos is hurt. We don't know if Hedman's going to play in game one. And they didn't bring in – they didn't bring enough defensemen into the bubble because they didn't think they'd have to reach into their depth <laughs> so early. So this is – I personally did pick Tampa. I think there's a real upset warning because Columbus's two goalies, Corpisalo and Elvis Merzlikens, when we left off in the regular season, they were both playing hot, and they both kind of saved the series against Toronto. Yeah, they did. And they play this kind of really annoying style where they almost kind of camp the bus and just stifle five on five. And it's really hard for teams to score. Um, and they just sit back and wait for that counterattack. So we have right now on the lines, uh, Lightning are minus 225. This is on DraftKings to win the series against the Blue Jackets, plus 185. The Canadians and the Flyers, which you touched on a little bit, minus 240 for the Flyers to win, plus 195 for the Canadians to upset. So these are the two biggest um, series as far as the odds differential and disparity there would you take a flyer on either are you are, let's basically put it this way talked about the lightning and you think there's upset potential there but you still kind of think the lightning are are the better team are you riding with the canadians again against the flyers who are the number one seed in the eastern conference i will and i will caution by saying that carter hart is has been red hot in the first round he was red hot in the final two months of the regular season. But the price on the Canadians is too good for me to pass up, especially after I rode with them last time. Mm -hmm. And my feelings towards them, 
they're going to have a much tougher matchup against the Flyers. All they need to do is score a couple goals, and I think Carey Price could steal a few games in that series. Yeah, and heading into the playoffs when they were trying, actually before the playoffs were even a thing, uh, the Penguins, uh, this was the story, was that they were actually afraid of a three-game series against Carey Price, and that's why they wanted a five-game series so bad because they were like, we have to, we're, we're facing – Carey Price and the Canadians, they were a little afraid of him. That's why I like them a little bit, too, and I'm happy that uh, you had recommended them. Let's go to the other two series in the East. We have the Hurricanes as this upstart uh, young team, plus 135 against the Bruins, minus 159. The Bruins have not won a game in the bubble. Do you think they can turn it around against this Carolina Hurricanes team? I do not. They did not look very great. They did not look good at all during the – during the first during the round robin play in the bubble mm-hmm. um my first thought was what are they saving their legs for the uh, series i mean i don't want to throw away the team that in the regular season they were the best team mm-hmm. but they have a tough matchup in carolina carolina's defense has the depth and the waves to like shut down any offense um Carolina this year did have enough offense. They did have enough offense from their young goal scorers to get just enough in. It's this is a tough matchup between two defensive teams. I'm kind of it's a good price on Carolina, which is why it makes sense for me to throw this dart here. And you're going to hear me say this a lot, but compared to the NBA, compared to um, soccer, compared to a lot of other sports in the NHL like multiple underdogs are going to end up winning their series. Yep. It's just hard yep. to figure out which one <laughs> are going to be the ones to do it. I did not. I totally missed on Columbus last year pulling that mm-hmm. upset. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people did because Tampa was uh, that be yeah. by far and away. I mean, it's been Tampa's year for the last like four or five years. So it's like, Tampa puck line last year was just automatic. Just automatic. And uh, sorry uh-huh. to sorry to producer Corey uh, for your Bruins futures there. It's okay. I'm just happy to see the Canes uh, living up to Bobby Graber's standard. Yeah. So let's uh, let's touch on before we go to the West Islanders Capitals Capitals minus one forty three Islanders plus one twenty two. <laughs> These are two teams, Satch, that I I can never figure out. The Islanders are a team that you thought after losing Tavares would not really rebound and be able to score and they've just behind good coaching whatever it is there's the very tough out and the capitals i think are the most hot and cold team in all of any in the whole hockey league so this series i wouldn't touch but i'm interested to hear just your quick synopsis on it so i took the islanders on this one because they play a style of gritty defensive penalty killing playoff hockey that i believe is Good enough. They're going to hit a wall at some point, but I believe that they're good enough to shut down teams on most days. Mm-hmm. What worries me about the Capitals, and it's the reason why I didn't pick them to win the Eastern Conference, is that I don't trust their goaltending situation. They had Braden Holtby, who was pro- who had the worst year of his career, leading to Ilya Samsonov getting a lion's share of the starts going down the stretch in the regular season. The Capitals' offense is still. I mean, their offense is what it is. I don't trust their goaltending, and I feel that if the Islanders can just stifle the Capitals' offense just long enough, I think they're going to take that series. 
Yeah, and it might come down to the penalty, uh, the power play, you know, because if the, if the Capitals' power play gets hot, it's very tough to stop. But I think if, uh, you know, the Islanders could keep that penalty kill percentage up, I think they do have a good chance of uh, winning that series. Let's move to the West. Vegas Blackhawks, Avalanche Coyotes, Stars, Flames, Blues, Canucks. I'll give you your pick of which one you want to talk about first. Let's, let's go with the underdog angle. Which underdog do you think has the best chance of winning one of these series? Okay, so the, the underdog that I think has the best chance is the Canucks. They have a tough matchup against the Blues. The Blues are, I believe, this, probably this, one of the stronger favorites in their yeah, matchups. Yeah, minus, minus 200, the Blues. And, and technically, the Flame Stars is pretty much a pick them. So, I will, you know, good, mm-hmm. good on you for not picking the, the – <laughs> taking my question and, and picking the one that was, uh, was close. And the Canucks, I think, are the – let me see here. Yeah, they're, they're the third highest odds for mm-hmm. the series, so behind the Blackhawks and the – Coyotes. So the Canucks are plus 167 versus the Blues minus 200. Yeah, and for a price like that, I think it's worth throwing a dart there. And they knocked off, they knocked off a wild team that was a bit tougher than I think they got credit for. They're going to have a team, they're going to face a team in the Blues that they're solid on offense, they're solid on defense, they're solid on the power play, they're solid on the penalty kill. Like, there's really no weak spot here. I would say... Uh, I mean, I don't want to dive into the cliche that an underdog has to win one of these series, but the Blues didn't look too impressive to me mm-hmm. in the first in the round robin play. Maybe they turn it on, but I think the, the young Canucks have a little bit of a giant killing mojo going on, which I yeah. think is throwing a dart on. Yeah, and the Canucks were one of the teams we talked about when we did the initial preview when these brackets came out. Uh, we were trying to identify a team that kind of fit the mold because we were looking at, you know, this is a return to play that probably works best with younger players. You know, they, they haven't gotten the big contracts yet. They're, look, they're a little bit more hungry. Maybe they weren't spending too much time with their families in quarantine. Like, we were really in the weeds on uh, figuring out that. But I think the Canucks were one of our teams to look at, and I'm happy that you like them there. I also like them, too. I think, you know, out of these tougher, higher-end teams, like, I think the, the Avalanche, as much as I kind of like the Coyotes, I just think the Avalanche are – I think they've looked the best in the West. I mean, outs, you know, you can make a case for the, for the Knights, but I think the Avalanche just have so much talent, um, especially offensively for the Coyotes, who are not really a defensive team to keep up with that. So let's talk about the Flames and the Stars, that Pick'em series. So I, I, have, I have some people in my, in my circle that love the Flames, that want – that absolutely they've been – my brother has been texting me like pretty much every night saying, bet the Flames, bet the Flames, bet the Flames. You know, the, the price is going up, the price is going down, and I'm just like, I'm not doing it right now. But I can see – and I also have Dallas Stars futures. They were my team at the beginning of the year. I was just thinking maybe their veterans could kind of get a St. Louis Blues thing of last year going on, and maybe Ben Bishop just gets hot in the playoffs – but the stars were my my pick at the beginning of the year. I'm not so happy with that now, but talk a little bit about the Flames and the Stars. I think this is going to be probably one of the best series, and the odds reflect that. Yeah, these two teams are quite even matched. All season, I've been having a hard time trying to figure out what to do with the Flames because I had high expectations coming into the season for them. And then they, ha- they have stretches where they score a lot. 
They have stretches where they just can't buy a goal. The Stars, on the other side, were my pick to win the Western Conference. Um, nice. I believe that they have they have some strong goaltending with both Ben Bishop and Anton Kudobin. And they have the – like for years, they always had the offense. The problem has been in the defense. And I feel that if the NHL had a most improved player award, Miro Heiskanen, their defenseman, yeah. would be up there on the list for that. Um, I'm going with the Stars in this I'm going with the Stars in this matchup, and I have no clue how to feel about taking the over over or the under on this in each of the individual games because I could see this going either way on most nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Flames are one of those teams where if they get hot, they can just pour on the goals. Let's talk uh, real quick before we get into your ultimate you know, predictions here. Vegas and Colorado, huge favorites here minus 315 for the knights over the blackhawks plus 255 and the avalanche at minus 286 over the coyotes plus i have a blackhawks future <laughs> what was the ticket it's seven dollars to win 700 okay Ooh. <laughs> yeah i what, what i mean we don't have to go into these series too much i think the blackhawks are completely outmatched with the Knights. all right relax uh, <laughs> <laughs> Satch, do you think any of these two teams could pull off an upset here, the Blackhawks or the Coyotes? So this is a series in which I took both of the favorites, but the argument for the Blackhawks is that they're a veteran team. They've got Kane and Taves, and they've managed to put together a talented crew of young players around that that have been able to get their legs stretched in, in that have been able to get their legs under them so far mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So if either one of them, either the Coyotes or in the Blackhawks, had to pull the upset, I would go with the Blackhawks here. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do – so this is – we'll end this here with – this is a full 16-team reset. So this is basically NHL playoffs starting tomorrow at 3. We'll release this podcast either tonight or early tomorrow morning. I'll give you a chance to pick your Stanley Cup winner and the Stanley Cup matchup, and we'll talk a little bit about the odds and maybe some dark horses that you think after you've seen the teams play in this uh, opening round, qualifying round series. Okay, so my pick, my pick at the beginning of the playoffs, which I'm still going to stick with, are the Lightning and the Stars mm-hmm. matching up in the finals. Um, there's somebody, there is somebody out there that has – that's that's jumped on the canadians when they were plus 6600 and so that like that person is going to be like this year's st louis blues guy who got them when they were like 30th yeah. in the league i believe that the canadians are a dark horse i believe that the canucks where they are now can be a bit of a dark horse the flames i i mean not the flames the hurricanes I don't feel comfortable saying that they're a dark horse because they were a team that was good during the regular season. They just yeah. had a bunch of bad luck happening to them and a bunch of poor injuries happening to them in February. I believe that they're better than their current list than their current spot on the odds board and they're better than their current seating in the playoffs would tell you, especially in playoff style hockey. Yeah, I'm looking at the odds now and it's actually surprising. And I think we obviously we're in uncharted territory here because you know, usually you would look at which team is the hottest down the stretch and that's the team that's going to be most likely or highly likely to go on a run and continue that. We had a stop for 
three months in, in the NHL. Like we don't know after a quick five game series or a quick four game round Robin, like who is that hot team? So I'm surprised that the flyers are now the favorite to win the NHL championship at the NHL. If I'm reading the NHL championship on the, on DraftKings, the Stanley cup mm-hmm. at plus five fifty. Like, I think that's absurd that they're the number one team in the odds. I would stay away from them as much <laughs> as I love as much as I love Carter Hart, as much as I think um, they've got a talented offense, I don't trust them when they start matching up against the other contenders. I don't trust them when they start matching up against the other contenders or when they start hitting some rough patches because they're going to have to go through a lot of veteran teams to make it to the final, and I don't really see it for them right now. The Flyers haven't won a playoff series since 2012, which I believe is the third longest drought among Eastern Conference teams. Wow. That was all off the dome. (laughs) (laughs) Satch was like a huge, he was our like huge stat guy who went back when we were at Rutgers doing this stuff. So it's good to hear from you, Satch. Uh, Lightning plus 800 is his Stanley Cup pick. Conference winner, uh, Dallas Stars, plus 650, and he likes the Canucks, and he likes the Canadiens. And I would go with Nikita Kucherov as my con Smythe, because that's kind of handcuffed to my pick. Yeah. For, you, like, your final, your champion pick and your con Smythe pick are kind of related, but there are some decent, there's some decent value down there. Last year, I would not have picked Ryan O'Reilly, I would have picked Jordan Bennington. And so you never know who's going to break out on the power play. You're right. I remember hitting that Ryan O'Reilly. I think it was like game three or four um, where it was like, you know, he scored some goals in the first couple games and it's really, you know, they didn't really have that premier goal scorer. But I think, you know, with a team like the Lightning, it's probably likely going to be Kucherov or Stamkos if he can get healthy. But Mm -hmm. so Sachin, thank you for coming on. We will promote this on Twitter. I was going to pull up your Twitter, but we will link to it at Sachin Dave C. Again, Sachin Dave Shandan from ESPN. Thank you for swinging by the Oddscast. We hope to have you on in the future. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very, thank you very much, guys. Take care. Bye, And now we bring on the return, Bobby Graber. He came on at the beginning of our NHL preview when the playoffs were just announced. Bobby, it's good to have you back. First, I want to just talk about we had – we'll revisit a little bit of the conversation that we had um, back in – I think that was April maybe, April or May, when when we were talking about what – were we projecting as far as looking for a team? You know, we thought maybe more offensive gameplay, more uh, younger teams maybe had a better shot. What did you see going in, and how did that change your uh, projections on these series, if any, watching the first five games uh, for these teams? Well, we saw, uh, which was kind of an interesting development, whether it's like just the crowd um, or just, you know, the guys having a little couple months off, uh, there was a lot of unders. I, there wasn't yeah. a ton of scoring. Uh, I, there was some like absurd stat of like the first like 25 games played, there was like 21 unders. Um, so, you know, that was definitely a pattern that developed in the first, uh, you know, couple group of games there. So, you know, I was really focusing on the unders early on. Um, as overall, like I, I feel like as the series progressed, the, the play kind of, the quality of play increased. 
Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you could kind of see that. Uh, I mean, I guess I would say everyone outside of Toronto, Toronto just really laid an egg there in game <laughs> five. But, yeah. um, you know, the uh, you know there was some really good hockey being played at the end. And it's pretty cool, though, without the fans and stuff to, you know, hear the guys, like, react to goals and, uh, you know, hear them call for the puck on the ice. It's, you know, kind of like a different uh, way of watching hockey, specifically playoff hockey, because usually the crowds are just the same. Yeah, last week we talked about just the return of sports in general, and producer Corey and I had ranked hockey as first in our favorite sports because it's just the product I thought was better because, you know, this was the only sport that came back that had elimination games going on. So it was kind of like these guys had a lot to play for. And without the crowds, like, you could – it was weird, but I think once you get past that initial weirdness, like, they're still playing their asses off. So it's like – you know, there's good hockey, and I think at the end of the day, it's easier as a gambler to project teams that are playing at full strength, playing for something than maybe the NBA where guys are sitting and just preparing for uh, the series coming up. Let's go to the initial, um, the individual series. You had liked the first, I think the one thing you said, the, the first thing that I remember from your last appearance was that the Islanders were a heavy bet for you in round one against the Panthers. And that was, that was a great, great pick. And then the other team that you liked a lot was the Hurricanes. And they also came through. Um, and the Hurricanes, first, I guess we'll talk about the Hurricanes, but we'll touch on the Rangers for a second because the NHL draft lottery did, ha- did just happen. You're one of the biggest Devils fans I know. And I had said this to Joe and my brother when they were complaining about the – more so my brother was complaining about them starting Lundqvist when he's like the third best goalie on the team. Do you think they were tanking to get the number one pick? I, you know, I, I don't think they were. I think it was more of a nostalgic thing with Lundqvist, uh, you know, one last go around because I, I don't think he'll be back in a Rangers uniform. Well, the thing is, like, he has like a $9.5 million cap hit. I don't know if they'll be able to move him. But yeah. – I know that uh, game uh, – it was the game they were eliminated. So, game four, um, you know, he was, like, crying. Did they win a, did they win a game? I, they or, No, they got swept. No, they got swept, yeah. yeah. They, they were tanking. Yeah, it was a three. They were absolutely <laughs> tanking. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, him crying on the bench in game three was a little bit of a, you know, tough sight for Ranger fans. Uh, I kind of enjoyed it, not going to lie. But now eating those words here on <laughs> August, uh, just a complete fire fest, what happened at six o'clock. Uh, there's no other way to put it. I, you know, that, to, to their credit, um, you know, they do have a good young core. Um, Panarin's a hell of a player, too. Where I don't like it is how they bring in these undrafted free agents that, you know, go through college. They're really good and they get these guys for free. It's just bullshit. Like Fox was free. Kreider was free. Just like, all, you know, all these, it's just, you know, it's not, I don't like it. The NHL okay. should close that loophole. Yeah. Well, that's, I just wanted to get your initial take on that without <laughs> getting too emotional. Um, it's fun watching him get housed by the, <laughs> uh, you know, the Canes, I, that, that first line was, was out of control. You know, Ajo is a hell of a player. Uh, you know, just, uh, they just completely carried the play. The question is whether moving into the second round, whether they can reproduce that. I mean, Boston was terrible. In the, uh, round robin, you know, they went from the one seed to now they're the four. Uh, so the Canes get Boston. You know, the Canes are hot. Boston's cold. Uh, you know, I, I like their chances in the series. Uh, Boston's a little bit of a more of a veteran team. So maybe now that they're actually playing for something, they'll turn up the, you know, turn up the energy and stuff. But if the Canes can get out to, uh, you know, jump on them early, you know, maybe win the first game, I really like their chances in the series uh, for sure. 
plus 135 for the Hurricanes. The Islanders are plus 122 face of the Capitals, and the Capitals I can never figure out. Do you think the Hurricanes or the Islanders have a better chance of pulling the upset in the series? I would go with the Canes. Uh, the one thing about the Islanders series, the Islanders caps, is just very interesting, is obviously Trotz, uh, you know, won a cup with the caps. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so now it's kind of like you got the Spider-Man gift going on. Trotz knows what uh, the caps do, um, you know, because the assistant coach that took over for Trotz was there with Trotz. And, uh, you know, that should be fascinating. But I just – I don't think that the Islanders have the offensive firepower to keep up with the caps for seven games. Uh, you know, they're going to have to play a tight checking series if they're going to be in it. And, uh, you know, if the Islanders are in it, I could definitely see it going seven. I would definitely say the Caps would win. Uh, it's either going to be that or the Caps are going to, like, sweep them or something. They're just going to mm. you know, roll right through them. Because, like you said, Caps are a tough team to read. But, like I said, seven games, I don't think they have the offensive firepower to keep up with uh, the Caps. All right. The other two series in the Eastern Conference, we have the heavy favorite, the 3-0 and Philadelphia Flyers, minus 240 against the Canadians, plus 195. And then we have the Tampa Bay Lightning at minus 225. Blue Jackets, who uh, dismantled the Lightning in the first round last year at plus 185. Rematch of that series. Do you think either of those two long shots have a chance to upseat, uh, upend the Lightning or the Flyers? You know, I would give, and I know the lines aren't great, but, um, you know, I'd give Montreal, like, less than 1% chance of winning that series. Montreal, less than 1%. Montreal's not a good team. They're, they're terrible. And, you know, Pittsburgh is a weird team. Um, you know, Philadelphia. Yeah, well, no, no. But how they beat, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, right. No, sorry. And um, they, they just didn't really get it together. And whether their heads weren't in it, I, I don't know. But, that, you know, they're driven by Crosby and Malkin, obviously. But mm-hmm. – I mean, to their credit, Montreal did play well in that series. I mean, Carey Price is, you know, was a good goalie. Is he right now? That's arguable. Um, but I'm giving – and I really don't like the Flyers either being a Devils fan, but the Flyers looked spectacular in the mm-hmm. round robin. And uh, they're coming in hot. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, in this one I have the Flyers in four or five. Okay. Uh, the other series is fascinating to me because obviously what happened last year Columbus swept the uh, swept the lightning and um you know so they kind of have their number and you know hockey especially playoff hockey is a mental game too and uh if Columbus wins the first game and they start getting in Tampa's head again look out because you know the pressure's just going to build the pressure's already there on Tampa because their yeah. windows closing uh, you know Stamkos Hedman you know their core uh you know, is, is starting to exit their prime, as weird as that is, because they're leaving their 20s. It's a young guy's sport. And, uh, you know, Columbus, uh, you know, Dubois, he's a heck of a player. Anderson's really good. You know, they lose Panarin. They lose Bob last year, their goalie. And here they are. Like, you know, they, they, they knock off Toronto, who, you know, who knows what's going on with Toronto. I think you'll see a lot of changes there in the offseason. But I would definitely give Columbus, going back to your original cha- uh, question, Mm-hmm. A better chance than Montreal. Like I said, I give Montreal virtually no chance, uh, you know, at all. Toronto, I, I was watching that Toronto uh, Columbus series, and I backed Toronto in games three and four. And it's just, if you're 
on the other side of the Blue Jackets, they're such a frustrating team to watch because and because they're so good at stifling five on five offense. Like it sounded like an all star team, like Toronto when the when yeah. the announcers are going back. It's like Matthews to Tavares to Barry to to Riley. Like it's like they have so many guys and so talented and they just could not get anything going offensively except for like that I think it was game one or two they won, and then they had that three three goal that three goal yeah. comeback. They, but they, they have forty eight million dollars of cap tied up in four guys. That never works, you know. Yeah. It's just you know, it's uh, I, that's why I think one of those guys. It's not going to be Matthews, and it's not going to be Tavares. But I think you see Nylander or Marner move this offseason just because it's they have to do something. They to lay an egg like that in game five, which it was it was for, you know it's a game seven. It's just, you know, that's inexcusable for, you know, a team like with that much talent. It's just... Well, yeah. I, we'll wait to, to talk about the, um, the, the teams to win the East before uh, we'll, we'll go through the West Series. Western Series, Knights, Avalanche, Stars, Blues, one, two, three, four is how the Rad Robin came out. Blackhawks, Coyotes, Flames, Canucks. I'll take the Flames out because the Flames and Stars series is basically a pick 'em as far as the odds are concerned. Which of those three? I'll I'll give you your free reign to start with any of those three series by picking which underdog you think has the best chance. All right. Well, I'll, like I said, I'll just touch on the pick 'em. I like the Flames over the Stars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as as the other three series. Uh, the biggest upset that I could see potentially happening is, you know, Vancouver over the, over the blues. Uh, you know, obviously the blues won last year, they've been there and they know what it takes. Uh, but you know, Vancouver, and I, and I think I did mention this back in, uh, a couple months ago, we were uh, back whenever we were talking about last time, yep. but, uh, you know, Vancouver's got a great young squad, uh, you know, Pedersen and, you know, obviously Quinn Hughes is a favorite to win the Calder this year. And, you know, not that the Wild were that good, but, you know, Vancouver looked really good in the first round. Right, yeah, and, yeah, and Vancouver was a team we identified as one of those younger teams no, that, no, could, no. That, that could get hot. They were hungrier, yeah, so, and, I, and I think that they do have a shot. I think you're right. And, and I, I, I really, you know, I really would not be surprised. You know, I am going to pick, uh, you know, Vancouver and bet on them for the series. Uh, you know, I would think maybe Vancouver and six or something like that. Uh, not having a crowd, I think, will, you know, kind of help Vancouver. Because, uh, mm-hmm. I know, the, you know, a lot of these Canadian markets, it's very high pressure, and especially when you get into the playoffs and stuff. And I think it's actually a good thing for Vancouver not to have a crowd. And uh, But, you know, I, they have a great young core. Uh, you know, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, all those guys, they've been, they've been crushing it. So, uh, you know, I'm going to look for Vancouver to stay hot, and I would give them the best chance of, you know, upsetting from those other three series. Uh, the uh yeah the knights and the avalanche minus 315 and minus 286 respectively in their series i know joe you are uh on the blackhawks just because of the number but yeah. but uh so I, I was interested to see your reaction as bobby touches on the blackhawks chances do you give them more of a one percent chance yeah i got a hundred to one I, so, I, so you're saying there's a chance. I, yeah. <laughs> um, ironically, I, I already placed this bet uh, last night or earlier today, but I parlayed uh, series winner Vegas and Philadelphia. Um, and that I give Chicago the same chance I give the Canadians. The Vegas is probably the best team in the NHL. Their possession numbers 
are insane. They're getting Pacioretty back. And, you know, I think that they're just going to improve from here. I, I'd be surprised, like, if it's not Vegas in four or five, if, you know, I'd be surprised if it went six. I, I think it's going to be a lopsided series. Watching Chicago and Edmonton, I mean, talk about a fire fest. That, that series was a disaster. There was no defense. <laughs> and, you know, Vegas is so much better than Edmonton. That I, you know, I, I know Chicago had their run a couple of years ago, but, you know, at this point you're looking at, you know, Taze and Kane. And, you know, that kid, um, what the heck's his name? Uh, Kirby Doc, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, the guy who was the third pick, I think. You know, this he's, he's, he looks like he's the real deal. But, you know, outside of that, Chicago just doesn't have much. I don't think Crawford, you know. He just I, named, like, five people. We're good. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't give Chicago any chance. Like I said, Vegas four or five. Arizona's interesting. Um, you know, I would give them more of a chance than Chicago for sure. But I, in that one, I got abs in six. You know, the abs have a ton of offensive firepower. They're really young. And like, like we said before, with the young narrative, just kind of like Vancouver, um, you know, I, Colorado is almost like a more – is like a Vancouver but with more top-end talent, I would say. Yeah, like they're, they're a farther along Vancouver. You know, like how fun would a Colorado-Vancouver series be? That would, that would be a good time. Um, but uh, so I've got, I've got Colorado in six, Vegas in four. And uh, with the other series, I, you know, I, I'm not a huge Dallas guy. I think that with the older guys and stuff, you know, I didn't really like the way they looked in the round robin. The Flames actually, you know, they look pretty decent. Uh, it's Johnny Hockey can carry that team. They've got some other good pieces. And uh, I think Flames in six. Yeah, some of the uh, odds that you were – or some of the bets that you were talking about, I'll just list off the odds for the listeners. Vegas goal, uh, Vegas and Philly to win their series parlay is around minus 115. So it's close to even odds depending yeah, on your that's book. what it was, yeah. Um, the, where was it? This is actually a pretty interesting bet. If you think the Blackhawks golden Knights series is under five and a half, you could actually get it at plus 100 and under four and a half. If you think it's a sweep and you get that either way, like let's say the Blackhawks come out and sweep them, obviously unlikely, but under, under four and a half is plus Lock five, plus five twenty five. So what are the, what's I, a Blackhawks sweep? Under <laughs> that one that that's i'm gonna i'm gonna bet that so there's some there's some value there on some of these games i think the flames and stars is one of those series and i thought i'm surprised they took care of business in game four against the jets i thought that was like your typical game five game seven series like two teams that match up well might be here flames and stars over six and a half you bet it to go seven it's two plus two ten like that. Uh, so there, so there's good, there's good value here. Let's end with your picks because this is a complete reset. Playoffs are here. Sixteen teams. None of this play-in stuff anymore. I was shocked when I look at the championship winners and the Stanley Cup uh, futures right now. As we're recording this podcast, the Flyers are the favorite to win <laughs> at plus at plus five fifty, and I think that's just absurd. Like, I, I think people are taking this momentum because typically you look at hockey, you try to identify the team with the most momentum heading into the playoffs. You can't really do that here because these teams just played three games. So I don't know if that's a recency bias with the Flyers winning their first three games. And now they're the favorite and the Golden Knights are right there with them plus 550. So the first two teams that are the, the two top finishing teams in this three game, you know, this three game round robin are now the number one season. I think that is ripe for upsets and it's ripe for value 
what is your take? Give me your conference, uh, give me your Stanley Cup matchup and the winner, and then uh, I guess identify some teams as long shots here. Well, just I think what you have to look at, and you know what I'm seeing here, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but after this first round, uh, they're going to reseed, uh, which is kind of weird. Like I don't, I don't think they normally do that. Um, I don't think they do either. Or, or, that or is are, a very good point. Because I like read that, and I thought that I thought that was really weird. But anyway, you know, I like, and and we we can fact check that later. Um, but out of the West, and I, you know, I kind of alluded to it before, and it's not the most uh, exciting pick, but, you know, I, I think Vegas is, is really a hell of a team. They've got it all. They've got a goaltender that's won it. Um, you know, granted he was, you know, riding the pine behind Murray sometimes, but he was a big part when the, when the pens won and uh, you know, Vegas, if you look at their possession numbers, like I said, they, they're on top of the puck, they possess it, they attack you in the offensive zone and it's, you know, they catch you in the transition game too. Overall, they're just a heck of a team. So, I do have – I have Vegas and I have Vancouver in the Western Conference Final, which, you know, I think would be really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have Vegas advancing to the Stanley Cup. On the east side, I have my I have my Canes. Uh, oh. But, you know, making a run. And uh, I think that, you know, Philly will definitely, like I said, beat Montreal. Um, if we get – uh, Philly, Tampa, you know, if Tampa can figure out Columbus, which I think they will, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that, you know, they know their window's closing. I think that we'll have Tampa and Carolina um, in the Eastern Conference final uh, okay. with Tampa going to the cup. So I'm going to give Vegas and Tampa, which would be, you know, it'd be a great series. It would be awesome. It would be a good thing for hockey, uh, you know, because I, you know, I, I, I would see that game going, you know, series going six or seven games. Just at that point, the level of play would be really escalated, and that would be some fun hockey to watch. But I think ultimately, uh, it's Tampa's year, and I think Tampa takes takes it home. Yeah, I, I did check. They are going to reseed after yeah. round two, so Philly's going to get. Which, if you think about it, I get the Philly odds then because say, you know, they beat Montreal. And say maybe the, something weird happens. Say the Islanders, you know, beat yeah. beat the Caps. Then all of a sudden, Philly beats the Islanders, and they're they're in the conference final. Like it's uh, it's the reseeding aspect of the second round is a complete wild card in this thing because if there's some upsets, there could be a top seed that gets a pass. Well, not a pass, but yeah, but an easier road, definitely an easier road than they normally would with the bracket system. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. So it's, it makes the picks. Um, you know, the Stanley Cup uh, matchup and stuff it makes it more challenging than it normally is. But, uh, you know, I'm going to stick with, you know, Vegas and Tampa. I think it would be an awesome series and uh, it would be a lot got, of fun to watch. And you got Tampa winning it. Got Tampa winning it. Yeah, I, I had talked Joe into um, – um, I have Joe on the Tampa bandwagon. I think that yeah. – uh, I'm actually the Blackhawks. <laughs> and I'm kind of happy they lost that game now um, on on Saturday against the the Flyers because their odds went from where the Flyers were to eight to one, and I think they're on paper the best team in hockey. And I think that they are, like you said, like this is their window; it's closing. I think that the added no fans probably may, might help them a little yeah, bit. Just I feel agree. like it's yeah. a regular regular kind of game and i think it might take the pressure off a little bit but we'll see and they, so, they added a couple guys to the deadline too that you know that grit like blake coleman guys i think that's going to go a long way in the playoffs so but we'll see how it plays out all right bobby thank you for coming on i'm actually going to join you and just recommend the lightning um actually both of our uh 
both of our our guests today like the lightning so we're all on the lightning here so i guess we're a lightning podcast uh again bobby (laughs) bobby again thank you for coming on really appreciate it and uh we'll touch base with you as the playoffs continue thanks for having me guys appreciate it later man i'm the man in the box Save me. Save me.